Hey guys, welcome back to the Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is episode four, Fandom Inspiration, Creativity or Copyright Infringement. Um, so Sarah, I have been dying to ask, and we talk literally daily, and I always forget, are you done with almost the moon finished with the blanket? <laughs> yes! <laughs> no (laughs) oh my gosh okay well as luck would have it I'm also not done with that scarf because I just got bored I get bored yes I took a and I started working on a headband instead that's pink and like hot pink and purple and it makes me happy Mm -hmm. I took a break from the blanket so I can make that scarf which you can see on our Instagram needles hooks do um I just needed something bright and cheery for spring I'm uh, and it's so pretty so tired too. i love love those colors yeah i liked it too because it reminded me of like daffodils and lilacs and um tulips I think it'd be peonies and that kind of thing a good spring scarf too like with mm-hmm. a short sleeve shirt still looking cute like it's not just a winter scarf yeah it's super long i was not expecting it to be as long I mean, I'm glad that it was. Like, it was a good thing that it was. It, it just wasn't intentional. But I I liked how it wrapped around so many times. That's you where I struggle with scarves. Because they're long. Because they take a long time. Yeah, I get, like, the first half done. And I'm, like, gung-ho. Look how fast I'm going. And then I get to, like, the halfway point And then I'm all, man, I still got to go half the rest of the way back <laughs> to the other side. Like, it's so daunting. I don't know. <laughs> this one's turning out really good, but I'm my color work is at each end, so I'm in the boring solid color work right now, and I think that's why I decided to change it up because I've been staring at blue yarn for like two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's why though that mint and teal blanket that I'm doing it's in that red heart ombre yarn, and I like that because the colors self stripe on their own and change themselves so I don't have to stare at the same color for too long but I swear though those skeins are never ending because I'll look down at it and I'm like tell me I still have another three quarters of the skein to go (laughs) I know this headband that I'm doing um I mistakenly and I'm sure our listeners if you use yarn for anything have probably made the same mistake I may or may not have gotten some ultra good deals on yarn on ebay although i did not read because it might have been in an asian writing that i am not fluent in reading um that they were the world's tiniest skeins of yarn i mean these things like an ounce of yarn each i don't know i'm not sure what they were but they were like doll sized um so that's what i've been using for this headband which is nice because they're just little baby skeins and i'm almost out of them already so I feel good about that. But this other one, I think it's, it might be, is is it Red Heart Super Saver? Is that mm-hmm. a thing? Is that Red Heart? Yeah. That's what this blue is. And it's also like a ginormous skein. So it's, it's a really pretty color, but it is, like, I don't even look like I've touched it and I'm almost done with this scarf. There's so much yarn left, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, but we, yeah, I'm not, not anywhere close. We may or may not have a coworker who also may or may not have sent me a message one time saying that she had ordered some yarn off of Amazon to crochet a blanket with and wanted to know 
how many skeins she was going to need. And I said, well, how many ounces is it? And it was like two and a half ounces of skein. It's <laughs> like, you're probably going to need roughly 30 skeins of yarn. <laughs> now, I will say, like, again, even the packaging when it arrived is in uh, some character type. I mean, it's probably, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's Asian. I would guess it's Asian. But uh, so I couldn't tell you like what if it's what weight it is or if there's a number because it doesn't have any of those kinds of markings. Yeah. But it's on the eBay listing, which I know I can take with a grain of salt. It said something like about baby or cashmere baby, something like it's it's very fine. Like you could probably use it for if you were making socks. I know a ton. Lots of knitting ladies like to make socks. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I guess I'm weird or the odd man out because to me. I don't know that I want yarn just all over my feet like that. I don't. You know, talking about know. eBay, what irritates me is if I am looking for yarn that's been discontinued and I find somebody that has it on eBay and they have like a half skein of it left and they want $60 for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Because it's like unicorn yarn. You'll yeah. never find it again. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I don't need it that bad. But Listen, lady. Yeah. I don't need your 32 inches of a yarn shrapnel that's left over uh i mean i don't know the crazy knitting ladies yeah and there's i mean there's not enough there to do anything with but a lot of the patterns i find patterns um well not necessarily i guess i should have said scrap yarn not shrapnel oh (laughs) same difference (laughs) shrapnel um shrapnel yarn the certain colors and things like patterns when i see them on say Pinterest and stuff even if I'm not particularly like into the pattern I the color might really catch my eye so I'll read the pattern to see what yarn they used or they suggest for it and most of the time they'll tell you like the brand and the color that's oh that's nice so see I haven't even started reading patterns yet so I was not aware that they did that yeah well I'll go to um typically I'll go to the brand website first to see if I can find it or Joanne's or Michael's or you know one of the yarn suppliers and I'll go on there and see if I can find it first and if I can't or I know it's been discontinued then I'll check eBay and Macari and all the time it's just Macari has yarn yeah yeah as if I needed another place to try to shop for well I'll tell you that fantastic yarn d stash Facebook group it's probably going to get me into trouble. I haven't ordered anything from there yet, but I haven't yet either. Okay, I keep here's wanting to. With that. <laughs> I keep wanting to also, but then I'm also terrified of like, what if you buy some cheap yarn that comes with a side of bed bugs? Yeah, like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess Mercari's the same way, but I to me, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I guess it's the same thing essentially. I'm just a spaz. Um. But talking about the type of yarn that they use in patterns um a lot of ladies and i think i've mentioned before uh to our listeners i might have accidentally joined a uk knitting group uh a while back when i first started it just said knitting for beginners i was not aware that they were primarily based in the uk mm-hmm. but all the same i stuck around and they've a lot of them have there's a harry potter themed knitting book uh with patterns to make like the different houses scarves and hats and different you know whatever yeah which is amazing i love love harry potter but 
they are all complaining because they said the patterns are horribly written. None of them turn out the way that they should. They've had to like tweak them or adjust them. And mm. like everybody's buying this book just because it's Harry Potter. So it got us to talking um, about, you know, do you get create? Are you creative if you can make up your own, you know, not even Harry Potter. Let's talk about Baby Yoda. That was all the craze in the knitting and crochet groups for a hot minute. Yes. And then Disney shut it down. I got a bunch of Baby Yoda requests. And actually, I did a craft show, um, not this past Christmas, of course, but the Christmas before that. That was when the little baby Yoda things. I don't. I don't know what they're technically called. A Mandalorian or something. I don't watch the. That's the show. show, I think the baby Yoda. They just come out with his name, and I don't watch it either because, to be honest, for a long time I couldn't tell you the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. (laughs) Um, shout out to our friend Paul. He'd be really sad about that. But (laughs) um, aside from that, I think they call him the child. Oh, but to me, it's just baby. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, there was a guy who came up to me at the craft show, and it, okay, so it was a little weird because his wife was really who was kind of running the craft show, so he was just there all day. Um, oh, but he kept finding the need to come up to my craft booth and try to convince me why I needed to make this little baby Yoda thing for him, and I have no desire whatsoever to do that. I don't like doing stuffed animals; I avoid them like the plague and i know and i don't know why because they always turn out really good my kids both still have their bears that you made them yeah it's okay i just feel like they never come out the way people picture them in their head like if i can just (laughs) freehand it it's it's fine if you don't come into with any expectation of what it's going to look like (laughs) it's fine but some people like that's what they really like to do is crochet the uh the little stuffed animals and they have a technical name but stuffed animals is what they are and i that's just not my thing i don't i don't really like doing that that's what jess does is yeah it? yep i think yeah. yeah okay so yeah i've got a cousin that does that she's great actually uh she whipped up the bernie uh the inauguration bernie mm-hmm. i don't know what, what title we want to give him um <laughs> And then Bernie and the adorable mittens. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, I know he's not meant to be adorable, but that's I just wanted adorable. to be like, get that grandpa some hot cocoa <laughs> and get him back inside the house. I don't know. Right. But she crocheted him up and then Facebook started taking it down. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what is is he trademarked or copyrighted? Like I get it on the Disney stuff because aside from my love for yarn, you know my also second love for um, sugar cookie making and people mm-hmm. are brilliant geniuses when it comes to handmade cookies yeah um people were also whipping up bernie cookies and it was the same thing like <laughs> people were shutting down the bernie stuff and i don't i don't know what the issues are there like like did he file I suit know. against everybody <laughs> that was, but like who are know. you to decide what you can and can't take inspiration from and make? right and again, I would like to preface, we're not like attorneys, if... so we probably shouldn't be giving legal advice. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> Don't we take speak this, this as if... if you are... No, the only legal background we have is watching the Ohio bar exam get taken uh, <laughs> near our workplace that creates quite the traffic disaster for just a couple days. Yeah, uh, That's as close as we've ever been to the law, but I see, I kind of see like, okay, if you're trying to sell the Baby Yodas or Mickey Mouse ear hats... 
how that could be an infringement on them. But do they really think that, like, you or I, as the full-time working, full-time mom, part-time crochet and knitters are going to, like, make it big handcrafting these things that we're going to infringe on their bajillions of dollars they've already got? Like, I, right. You know, it's definitely a thing because the cookie makers get in trouble, too. One lady made some Mickey and Minnie cookies that were superb. Uh cookie making for beginners on Facebook group everything every every group I join is for beginners um but she got slapped with like a letter from Disney and like I mean some pretty serious implications if she did not shut down the cookie show so who has that job I would like to know that like whose job is it to be trolling Facebook and Etsy and Instagram and everything else and creativity right and not only that not only do you have to see who it is that's making, but then you have to find out how you're going to reach this person. Like, you got to go into, I don't, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a tech savvy person, but like the depths of the internet to find out where they're, these people live and all that. So you can send them your certified letter and like it's just, Grandma, Betty, like, that's please incredible. stop baking those cookies or else. Like, <laughs> right. you we are taking your house. of the week, Disney employee. Yeah. Um, yeah. I keep shouting out Disney and I shouldn't do that because there's probably somebody else Nickelodeon coming at anybody for making JoJo Wario cookies is all I'm saying. Yeah. Haven't seen them coming. So what's up? Hashtag Disney. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of, like the Harry Potter stuff is really cool. Um, so game, game of Thrones, Games of Thrones, Game of Thrones. I don't know. Yeah. But so I never watched the show, but I know what you're talking about. Nor I sound I've, really boring. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen The Mandalorian. I've never watched Game of Thrones. I know, but just I, too busy. I'm, well, and the TV I do watch is kind of like trash TV. Talk to me about Teen Mom too. I can tell you about all those bitches' lives. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, we're the same way. We watch a lot of ridiculousness and Impractical Jokers. They're very funny, but I don't. Game of Thrones, I think, is on one of those channels that is it like HBO or was it a Netflix? Thing? Because, okay, I think I'll be honest. Maybe I don't HBO. Have that. I've never had that. Uh, it's not on the cable box. Uh, I yeah. Missed out on Tiger King. That was Maybe we could Tiger Somebody King. did. Yeah. Somebody was crushing what? some Tiger Kings. Yeah. Oh, man. These people. See, I call that creativity. I don't think that is infringing on anybody's copyrights if you're crappy enough to come up with something like that then mm-hmm. nobody should hold you back and it's funny too that things that i wouldn't think like i love to crochet but it's not like my whole life to the point where i'm watching a show on netflix i'm like you know what i need to crochet a tiger king right now <laughs> i've never so it's not so your yarn and crochet hooked watching no <laughs> there's a sign that we can post she but on the big camera on the big jumbo thing at the Super Bowl oh like first of all how did those knitting needles make it in because I'm I always wonder that can you fly with knitting needles because there's I think you that. can well that's good to know because I feel like that's a pretty good weapon if you know shit hits the fan i 
I could stab somebody with one of those. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but I know crochet hooks you can. Um, You can't take, like, scissors, I guess, on there. So a lot of the people that are in my crochet groups that are traveling, they say to take um, nail clippers. You can clip yarn with nail clippers. I'll tell you, I keep nail clippers with me a lot. Not necessarily for nail clippers, but... Uh, the hubs and I, not small people, shock to some, I'm sure. Um, we've been to some concerts where, actually, there was one at Paul Brown Stadium, but we had, like, air quotes, floor seats. They had put out some, like, false plastic floor, but all the metal chairs were zip-tied together. Let me tell you, it's not fitting in a zip-tied effing chair next to strangers where we, I mean... And what are you going to do? You're just going to take the chair with you, though? Like, when you leave? Like, what was the point of zip tying it? We're just walking on the chairs. And moving them all. So, like, I actually a water bottle, clip, clip, scooted our chairs right over. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For like a MacGyver instance. MacGyver. Yeah. Yeah. I used to um, carry scissors in my purse. And I don't know why I don't anymore. But it's just one of those things. You just never know. Are you going to need to cut a seatbelt off of you one of these days on a car wreck? Who knows? So, okay. I feel you on that. I carried a pocket knife with me. Um, I would probably call it more of a purse knife because it's a shade larger than what I would carry in my pocket maybe but I mean yeah. it's nothing like super offensive it's hot pink the blade itself is also hot pink and the handle has hearts all over it so like it's like a I'm gonna stab you with love kind of knife but <laughs> I have accidentally smuggled it into a really important event um, involving a presidential candidate so i no longer carry that in my purse anymore because i feel like homeland security did not catch me and they should have and i wasn't trying to it was purely accidental i mean this thing was probably full of more lint than anything because it's been floating around my stupid purse for months but i right in there on accident and i've not really carried it because i'm now too fearful of someone thinking i'm up to no good dagger of love in my purse floating around in case of emergency so I went to the state fair a few years ago, and um, you have to go through the metal detector, and they have to check your purse, you know? Well, they didn't even check my purse. Like, I went through the metal detector, but they didn't check my purse, and I did have a knife in there that was also maybe a shade bigger than a pocket knife, and they didn't even check my purse, and so I was standing there, and they hit me in my purse, and I was like, do you need to check it? First of all, I forgot that it was even in there. But I was like, do you need to check it? And he's like, no, you don't look threatening. And I'm like, I okay. have a gun in there. <laughs> like, uh, some of my coworkers that. What do you mean? <laughs> right. See, for security was, was really close to the 26th Actually, this one is like the latest in uh, 2016. Um, I made I realized, like, oh, probably. Probably shouldn't roll in there with me attached to my bag. So I off, locked it in my desk drawer. Um, we went to the event and it was, you know, I had to like set my bag to the side where they were searching them. And then I walked through the metal detector 
And then they just like opened my back and kind of looked this way, looked that way, but like didn't touch and said, dude, you can dump it if you want. Like there's baby wipes in there. It's probably some Hot Wheels toys. I mean, you know, nothing, nothing suspicious. He was like, oh, you're good to go. And then it wasn't until we got in and we wanted to head to the ladies room before we got in our spots. And I, I didn't even think about it. And I said, oh, my God, you guys, I've got this knife in here. <laughs> um, to which they were like, Brittany, shut up. What are you, you know, freaking out? But yeah. It was purely accidental. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to contact somebody and be like, hey, good thing I'm a nice, wonderful citizen and not up to no good because mm-hmm. you suck at your job. I always carry pepper spray on me, too. Not even so much, like, in case, like, a person were to come up to me, but think about wild animals, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have some yes. pretty, pretty crazy geese around here, too, when it's, like, well, and at our workplace, season. I don't even try to make eye contact. Like, I'm terrified to even walk from my car <laughs> because they're everywhere. And I'm like, please, please just don't look at me. Just we'll let me get down. to the door. I know. I've always wondered if uh, our coworkers driving past are like, "Oh, there's that girl again talking to the geese," because that's probably what it looks like. But I'm not. I'm praying for my life. Well, and here, rural America, like you never really know what might come walking up on you. It could be a coyote. It could be a stray dog. Like I don't know, but I don't know. Could be a bear. Could be, yeah. So, and I don't know that. I I don't take my safety for granted, you know even if it's not a person like I'm always vigilant about who and what is around me well and even here I mean it could be the neighbor down the street's dog that they let out Mm -hmm. just to roam around I mean they've got quite a few they literally open their front door and then later sometime they open it back up to let them back in but in the meantime those dogs just wreak havoc on our neighborhood and I'm half afraid to go out because of them like I'm not afraid of dogs by any means but a strange dog that doesn't know me. I don't want to startle it by just walking out to my car. Yeah. So I don't know. You, I, you know, I agree. I always have pepper. They say wasp spray is really good to keep because it shoots so far. Mm-hmm. I've heard that also. Um, but my spray. luck, I'd like spray myself in the face or something. I don't know. I mean, I, don't. I did that one time. Um, with wasp spray? No, with pepper oh. spray. Um, and actually, my with dad- pepper spray. My dad got mad at me, too. I hope he's listening to this also, because he, <laughs> he, I was telling him about it, and it was funny, because um, uh, it was, like, it was pepper spray that looked like an ink pen, so, like, if you were rifling around my purse, like, you wouldn't know what it was. Oh, that's fancy. Well, I was showing it to him, and I pulled the cap off of it, like, it was a pen cap, and the whole thing, like, blew apart. <laughs> and my my dad was like you gotta buy actual pepper spray not that fancy pepper spray stuff because that's not gonna help you he's like how's that gonna help <laughs> and then the attack he was like because now you gotta put it back together but it was oh, bad. No. and then um okay so that same pin thing it says you had to squirt it like every six months you know to make sure it didn't get all gunked up and stuff so i did that well i didn't do it outside i did it in my kitchen sink because oh. I don't know. I was just thinking, go down the the sink. I don't know. It like splashed right back in my face and oh, no. was up my nose and in my mouth and my eyes. And it was all bad. I threw it away after that. Got some, got some actual, like actual so pepper next spray. Week, 
Next week's episode will be brought to you by Sarah's dad and some pepper spray recommendations <laughs> for the ladies out there. Yeah. Um, actually, I need to get new pepper spray because mine um, was all old and I might have smashed it in a door to where I don't know how it didn't explode, but the can was like dented. <laughs> so, or like a little canister. So I do need new pepper spray. I will take your dad's recommendation on that. Yeah, he um, was not pleased. I don't know. He was, <laughs> he was like, one of these days someone's going to try to kidnap you. You're going to have no self-defense because your pepper spray is busting I know. The, the only crowd. self-defense I have is a whistle. I have a whistle on my keychain. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how so if my car is running road, on screen, I'm just not even I can't sure. That. What? <laughs> how do we get down this road? I'm just not even sure. I'm not sure either. That's usually what happens. I mean, <laughs> come and join us for yarn talk and pepper spray. I don't know. Because we were talking about being able to fly with scissors oh, and yeah. <laughs> knitting needles. But, but, but I mean, those I'm... knitting needles are no joke. I use these steel ones. I don't, a lot of people prefer wood or like bamboo mm-hmm. knitting needles. And I don't know about that because I feel like it would get snaggy and I can't handle a snag nail, let alone yarn snagging on a wooden needle. Uh, I don't know about that. So I use these. They're not steel. That was a lie. I think they're aluminum, aluminum they're or something. Lightweight. Well, yeah. It's a metal. Steel. It's metal. That's all they need to know. <laughs> Each knitting needle weighs 60 pounds. It's made out of cast iron. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm yes. taking my 25 pound knitting needle. <laughs> we couldn't fly with those. <laughs> Fashioned it out of a wrought iron fence. Oh, man. Wrought iron's no joke. Back in the day, I used to work. I'm talking, like, it was my first real job. uh, As in not under the table back in the day. But I worked at Pier 1, and they had cast iron everything. And that (laughs) that stuff was so heavy. And they had a motto of stack it high and watch it fly. I kid you not. So there would be, like wrought iron bar stools stacked four high to the ceiling <laughs> like i'd be afraid to breathe around there it was terrible so wrought iron knitting needles we might have just come up with a thing we might we're gonna we're gonna do you trademark that or do you copyright that i don't know can do we know anybody that can what is it like melt <laughs> metal or something i don't know who who do we know that's a blacksmith that can make this happen i don't know but we know someone with the trademark expertise <laughs> Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh, shoot. But I've watched YouTube videos, though, before where they take, um, like, stuff, like a horseshoe or a, like a forged in fire chain link, a... something. Yeah, and they just make, like, some really cool stuff. But, like, you can tell, like, obviously the video is sped up probably over about six months to a year of work. But, like, they make it look so easy and then i'm like you know what i need to get one of them fire things and i <laughs> I, uh, my, I might be able to hook you up with that because my my cousin uh the the other cousin that we were just talking about the crochets her brother for a while was making knives and so he's he's got the whole setup he might be interested in yeah i mean i didn't even have a drill until a month ago but you better and now you're gonna be forging things in fire now i'm a blacksmith <laughs> That's what I love. For our listeners, everybody should know, we don't half-ass anything. We jump in feet first without sure doing do. any research, pretty much. Yeah, no, we will learn as so. we go. Well, Richard Branson said, if you don't know how to do something, say yes and learn how to do it later. And that's just the motto that I've always lived by. Fake it till you make it. There you go. Exactly. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, hilarious. So, coming to a Joann's near you, it'll be like a combination. We can make knitting and crocheting into an exercising event as well. Everyone, we have to jump off of this podcast so we can go design our ride. In <laughs> <laughs> crochet, five pound, ten pound, have some like different weight breaks for each one. Because then, yeah. okay, okay, hear me out. Throw the weight of say a teal and mint blanket on those cast iron <laughs> bad boys, and now you're adding like another ten pounds in. Yeah, uh, you know, I had to quit crocheting the other night with it because it's gotten to the point where it's so big now, like it has to sit on my lap like an actual blanket she's like oh. balled up for me to hold it and I was getting hot underneath of it that I was like oh I'm gonna have a meltdown I gotta put this away but it's just I will say, that's why I don't make them in the summertime because I'll sweat to death like <laughs> trying to make a blanket in the summer blankets of of yarn are definitely warm um I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture uh to our social media of a blanket that Sarah made for me uh, for my birthday. It is an American flag blanket and it is amazing. I didn't think first I was like, what blanket? (laughs) Make you anything for your birthday? But no, (laughs) it's amazing. And it's literally the warmest thing ever. And you might not think that. I think, like, when I, in my head, think of, like, a blanket or an afghan or something that someone has knitted or crocheted, it's, I mean, I know that knit is a lot tighter. There's not as many, you know, spaces but crochet there's some spacing in between so you might not think it's like a hot blanket but man it it keeps you warm I covered Jeff up with it actually the other day he was laying on the couch and then he said he was gonna have a heat stroke because he woke up dying later it was so warm but I mean I don't know they're they're deceiving I feel like you think it's just like a little oh it's a look how cute this is it's a little crocheted blanket but oh my goodness they're so warm so mm-hmm. that one it's pretty steady the pattern on your mint blanket is so I can imagine that thing's going to be hot well it is and it's because it's single crocheted stitches throughout it's like the most basic stitch aside from a chain stitch or slip stitch but they're like so tight with each other that there is almost no airflow (laughs) through it and it's just it's so hot and heavy and I still have another like three skeins to go and yes I know I said that last week I didn't get very far on it this week <laughs> still have I don't feel like skeins. our listeners are judging you it's okay <laughs> they might be I don't know but they're judging ears <laughs> right. but it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy and it's it's gonna be very um warm for sure but it's like in the summertime I I of course crochet in the summertime but it's always small projects like hats or whatever because aside from last year I always had festivals coming up in the fall typically my fall I'm using air quotes here um season starts the first week of August um which is hippie fest and then I go all the way through the Christmas bazaars and then there's really nothing until well, April. yeah, April. Um, yeah, and then it's kind of sporadic from there because it's just it's hard to sell kind of winter goods at like a spring and summer show. My favorite things about doing craft shows, though, with our line of crafting is that 
people love watching it. Yeah. Like, I know when we have gone in the past to Lucasville um, for Trader Days. Is that what it's called? Trader Days? I get them all mixed up. Mm -hmm. um, We like to go to the very first one in the spring. And in the past, I know when we've gone, it always is funny to me how many people stop just because they want to watch you work. Like, you know, they check out the stuff or they may buy something. That's cool. No, they'd rather just stand there and watch your craft and that's pretty cool you know there's not a lot of it is but and the thing is is like I never meant for it to be that way either like I really just and you know me like I take like a skein of yarn or two down with me just to give me something to work on because sitting in the booth all day for a whole weekend you know it's a lot to just sit there and it's fun to have something to do and you know I always have to do something with my hands because I just can't sit still to save my life but yeah, and we can only eat so many fried vegetables in one day is <laughs> uh, a distraction. Yeah. Oh, but the people watching though is prime. <laughs> the people watching there is superb. And I feel like in April, we should do an episode in honor of that. Maybe we could try to find some yarn creations there yeah. uh, to take some pictures of, as well as some spectator photos of just the festival goers because people listening that are not from these here parts of Ohio (laughs) um just google it around and see if you can find some pictures of Lucasville trade days do not google the Lucasville prison riots (laughs) uh that would be the only other thing Lucasville is pretty much known for but these these trade days Sarah's not wrong here the people watching is almost greater than getting to go and sell your goods and eat fried food. And it's both like the patrons there and the the booth um people um booth people. I know that's not what they're called. Like the vendors. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean I've what is I mean, vendors I've only been for one 200. like a thousand times and fill up in her application, but I'm a booth person as far as I'm concerned. Um <laughs> booth person. But yeah my favorite I have to say the first year that we went was quite an experience for me because Sarah had been going I mean since she was a kid so it was all she was ready for it I don't think I was as prepared (laughs) as I should have been and the booth people (laughs) across from us had poultry um and some livestock and just a little bit of everything but um these gentlemen come strolling by, you know, just looking at everybody's booth and what they've got. And they had one of those like pull behind carts that pop up to like put stuff in. And they walked right up to these guys and started grabbing these birds and just shoving them down in the cart like it was nothing. And I was <laughs> like, what is happening over there? They were they were buying the birds and that was, I guess, just his way to transport them. But I've just never seen anybody manhandle some poultry <laughs> like that where yeah, just grabbing it by the feet. And then that same same day when we were leaving um there was another gentleman and i will go ahead and paint him in the picture of no shirt but some jean bib overalls (laughs) yeah um and some some graying hair but he had was it a turkey over his shoulder been a turkey yeah yes okay so he has a giant freaking live turkey just holding it over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes and just continuing about his shopping trip. Like he was not going to take that thing to the car or (laughs) 
put it in a cage or do anything with it. He was yeah. just letting it hang while he was still shopping around. And it was just, you know, making noise and kind of flapping around. I couldn't quit staring. Like, I, I felt terrible. But I've just never seen such a crowd in my life. Shout out to Lucasville. It's, it's a good time. It if is. You can, if you're in driving distance, folks of West Virginia, you're in a drivable distance. You should go because it is. Yeah, a good and time. we're—I mean—and we're not making fun of anybody by any means, but it is definitely a different atmosphere that you need to be mentally prepared for. And oh, and it's so fun. Yeah, I mean, I will say we get to talk to all walks of life. Oh my gosh, one year we went and uh, a lady had a seizure in our booth. I mean, there's—it yeah. was crazy. Uh, but there is always something hopping and happening. Yeah. When and you there, have you so... can't be like a vegan or anything and be there because the livestock and puppy trading and selling and all that is essentially what it yeah. is. You know, it's like a livestock trade days. So. Uh, my husband has always called it the chicken show. Yeah, it used to if be that, called if the that tells show, you anything. Yeah. That that was what I used to um, So if that tells you anything yeah good call on that even for anybody funnier that might... too and i mean it's not funny i guess but it is uh, a little bit the people who come up to your booth want to either try to haggle something for you from you for free um or like they just don't want to pay like the value of it. like it's not a garage sale. Like the prices are what the prices are. Uh yeah. I recall an instance where uh a young woman who was expecting kept making appearances at our booth to tell us that she was expecting and didn't really have anything yet. And but then the weird thing here in Ohio in April, for people that do not know, is that the second it hits, like, I don't know, 54 degrees, the folks of Southern Ohio think it's time to pull out, like, the Daisy Dukes and the tank tops and the <laughs> flip-flops, and that's how they come. And Lucasville. they're there looking for a majority husband. of them. Yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, you might as well, it might as well be, like, the yeah. fair attire. But, yeah. but it's cold. It's still it cold is. in April. I mean, they come out early because usually it starts at like eight, but they start letting people in at like seven and it's back. The traffic's backed up off the highway because I mean, it's a big deal in Southern Ohio. I mean, tons and tons of people come from it or for it from out of state, mm-hmm. wherever, but these people are dressed in like tank tops and they've got their kids dressed in sandals and like shorts and it's 34 degrees at six in the morning and it's crazy, but this girl, she was she was pregnant and not dressed warm and was just going on and on about how whatever. But then we'd see her walking back by with, like, more, you know, fair food and more this and more that. But then, I don't know, it was just crazy. But you're right, like, I think people, too, just think, well, yarn is yeah. cheap, so how could you want, you want $15 for a headband? But, yeah. yeah, that headband took me two weeks to make, so, you know, you're. I think people don't account for the fact that your time is also... In your experience, in... too. Like, sometimes you're not paying for the yarn and the time. I mean, you are, but you're paying for... That's a good quality item that someone mastered the technique of doing that. And tension was just right. And I've been reading patterns for 30 years. Or, you know what I mean? Like, you have to really right. think about the the experience that went into it 
too. Well, and that goes back to, you know, we were talking about the fandom works and, you know, the Baby Yoda or the Game of Thrones stuff or the Harry Potter stuff. And that's okay. So, you know, you just said it. You've mastered a craft. You've mastered your skill in reading these. If these people or, you know, you or I or anyone is so mastered in their skill that without a pattern, they've created something that cool. Let them have Mm -hmm. it, Disney. Yeah. I mean, I... Like and how many times have that we heard like get that at Walmart or on Amazon for ten bucks or whatever? Oh my god! Like, okay, then get it. On I Amazon get so mad. For 10 bucks. <laughs> like, are you coming to me? And right, go for it. Time? I get so angry walking into. We don't. We don't have a real Starbucks here because we just don't. We have one inside of our little grocery store. Shout out Kroger Starbucks. But walking in, they always have this like, like a four way type display of gloves and mittens and hats and whatever and I get so angry because I'm like oh that's really pretty but that would take me like a year to make and they're selling it for $3.99 so that's cool Kroger thanks you know it's so discouraging sometimes but I would rather have something handmade that I know that you know what I mean this some of the machine work stuff like it looks really pretty but is it going to fall apart the second you need to wash it and I'm also concerned too about who made it where did it come from? Are they taking advantage of somebody who really does have a skill in maybe another country because they're doing it for pennies on the dollar and sending yes. it over here? And yes, I mean, I'm not one of those jump on the ethical bandwagon, but at the same time, like, I don't like to see people get taken advantage of that are maybe in a less privileged situation when with their economic situation in another country or something and they're maybe working their fingers to the bone for 15 hours a day crocheting hats or whatever just for them to be sold over here for five right like uh i'm really leery about that kind of stuff i agree well if anyone listening wants to send us or tag us on your favorite fandom works or what are you working on um that'd be really mm-hmm. cool i have been eyeing up the harry potter stuff but i'm not going to use that crazy book that my uk friends have advised right. against is it a license book? but like, we need to find that out too do they know that this book is i'm out pretty there? sure like i'm i mean it's the uk and i feel like they're probably yeah. that's like the yeah. home of harry potter so uh i feel i'm pretty sure it is i'm gonna do some more research on it but they i don't know if i don't know i don't know who they're complaining i want to all right we're going to do more research on that for next week because i'm now wondering if maybe there's a difference in knitting styles continental or english i knit english i didn't know that until they explained the differences to me but i'm wondering if maybe it's written in like a more americanized that could be style than what they're used to all right i'm going to do my homework on that um but if anybody does have any questions or want to email us uh or reach out to us We'd love to hear from you. You can get us. Our Insta is needleshooksdl, or you can email us needleshooksanddirtylooks at gmail.com. And that is spelled all the way out because Gmail loves us. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that we'll do some homework for you guys next week and, and we'll let you know what we find out. We'll also let you know how these wrought iron, uh, needles and hooks are gonna are gonna turn out for the world here so get ready to yeah if anybody's like an iron smith or something let me know because i I, man i want to know how that would work out like i really just kind of want like a 
now I want like a cast iron crochet hook I'm and picturing... I'm not going to let it go until I find one. I'm picturing it with like that gigantic yarn that people do the arm knitting with. Yeah. Um, using that for like here I am with these big rod iron. I'm, I'm still thinking pier one chair legs though. That's why my mind is there. I'm thinking I mean, that would just be indestructible. Um, man, they would be. And then probably also would have to be in your checked luggage. But um, so we'll find all that out next week. I don't know. I hope everybody's enjoyed listening to us gab a bit and, and learn about our yarn projects. Hopefully next week, Sarah and I have really awesome updates of being done with these whips we've been working on for a while. But um, tune into our social media and find out where we're at with them. Yeah. We thank you for joining us and hope you come back yes. next week. Bye.